rocking on a Tuesday. Waking up. Enjoying the day as we're getting ready for uh, storms tonight. Rain tomorrow. Farmers need it. <laughs> we are such prisoners of the moment. I was uh, getting ready to come on the air today. And I'm sitting here watching, uh, flipping back and forth from yesterday's Brewers game. Brewers uh, taking on the Giants. And yesterday, really solid day at the ballpark, by the way. We'll get into that coming up here in a minute. But uh, the, uh, the, the argument is, and it comes up every time, when Duke and North Carolina play, it, it, it's every time these two teams go at it, there is a discussion that this is the greatest rivalry, not in college basketball, but in sports. And it just, and I'm not going to get into the discussion what is the best. I mean, there's Ohio State, Michigan, there's Auburn, Alabama in football, there's Red Sox, Yankees in baseball, there's Dodgers and Giants in baseball. I mean, you can go through the laundry list. You know, you can go Celtics and Lakers in basketball. You know, I, there, there's so many great rivalries. All right. So, and that's not even getting into the, uh, you know, internationally when it comes to, you know, soccer clubs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's just every time there's a game that has any kind of ilk when it comes to Duke and North Carolina, this is the great, no, it's not. It's everything like that is subjective, but yet it's just like when we, when we sit here in the Midwest and we get the uh, Yankees and Red Sox shoved down our throats and we just keep saying, this sucks. This sucks because all they care about is the East Coast. They don't get, you know, I, I personally think that the, the, the Cubs and the, the Brewers have turned into a really good rivalry. And it's been somewhat meaningful over the last decade. So I've enjoyed that, you know. Uh, for years, growing up as a kid, it was the Reds and the Dodgers was the big rivalry because they were in the West. You know, it, it just, we are such prisoners of the moment, and it just gets shoved down your throat, and it just almost irritates. I don't know why it does. I don't know why it does, but it just gets somewhat irritating. So anyway, uh, that was something that uh, right away today I, I kind of let off the program with. Brewers get a nice win yesterday, 5-2, to two, by the way. And Corbin Burns threw really solid baseball yesterday. Really solid. Uh, Corbin Burns, five innings, one hit, one run, a walk, eight strikeouts. Five innings, eight strikeouts, nice day at the office for Corbin Burns. And then after that, they basically, uh, you know, pretty much for the most part shut down San Francisco Giants. Uh, and that was a good that was a good lineup. It was Colton Wong yesterday, Lorenzo Kane, Christian Yelich, uh, McCutcheon, DHing, Willie Adamas, Rowdy Telez, uh, Hunter Renfro, Nervaez behind the plate, and uh, Peterson uh, over at third base. Nervaez, by the way, also gunning down a runner yesterday. So, good day down at American Family Fields of Phoenix. That being said, you also have uh, baseball. Uh, excuse me, football practice today out at Camp Randall. That is culminating, so that is wrapping up. You've got that going on. The Packers fans are in a full-fledged panic. We'll talk about that. You've heard from now Brian Gutekinst earlier today. Matt LaFleur, by the way. Ben, Ben Kenny producing the show. Did you see Matt LaFleur this morning? Oh, yes, I did. Did it look like he had somebody said, Matt, you got a press conference in three minutes. Get out of bed. He, <laughs> it's, he looked tired, man. He looked wiped. As if maybe just this whole 
Devontae Adams, no wide receivers. Everybody's gone when it comes to the offensive weaponry. Like, it's just weighing on him, you know? He doesn't even know. He did say, and I thought about this. I don't know if you caught this, where he did say, a lot of this was Devontae's doing. Did you hear that? No, I missed that part. He said that this morning. He said, uh, he talked about how tough it was, and sometimes you got to make tough decisions. And he got into that, and then he very quietly slipped in the end. You know, and a lot of this was Devontae's doing, uh, basically saying, you know, and confirming what Tom Silverstein had confirmed, that, that Devontae just kind of wanted out. It was time for him to go. So he kind of threw that in as if to say, hey, it's not all on us. This was also some on Devontae Adams. I just wonder how that comment will be, will be felt. Uh, maybe by Devontae. I, I, I was just kind of waiting to see. Devontae's a pretty quiet dude. He doesn't do a whole lot social media-wise. I just wonder if anybody in Las Vegas picked up on that and they'll approach Devontae about that comment and and to see if he opens up to say, hey, I wanted to negotiate. They didn't. Or my my guy Aaron Rodgers took way too long. He took the money. Well, you know, I, I want to see what he says. If indeed, if anything, but I just, it was just a very quick little, you know, hey, we really, you know, you hate to lose a guy like that. Devontae's, uh, you know, the utmost talent on and on, a lot of praise. And this was also some of, you know, a lot of Devontae's doing. And then he goes on from there and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. What? That was the first time you heard anybody publicly say basically, yeah, a lot of this was on Devontae. He just didn't want to be here. So I thought that was rather interesting. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, feel free to do so. 877-867-1670 over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us there. Uh, Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Uh, over on YouTube, subscribership continues to go up. Thanks to everybody that continues to subscribe there. It's a great way to pay attention to the program. Uh, live or go back and watch it over again if you want to watch it. Uh, you can subscribe for free. Go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, Bill Michaels Show, and you can do that. And uh, you can also uh, email the program directly, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. You can also find us uh, over on uh, uh, the uh, Twitch TV. So a lot of different, a lot of different ways to get a hold of us. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, that's, uh, that's the way to do so. So, um, let's see here. A couple of different things that we can get to. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you saw the article, but, uh, USA Today, uh, goes along with kind of what we were talking about yesterday. I said 93, 94 wins, something like that for the Brewers. They say, they say 92, 92 and 70. The Brewers win the division by three games. Over the Cardinals, who they say eighty nine and seventy three, they after that it's not even close. The Cubs, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh—none of them are picked to win more than seventy five games. Seventy five and 80, 87 for Chicago, seventy two and ninety for Cincinnati, and sixty and one hundred two for uh, Pittsburgh for the Pirates. How about that? So that's the way the uh, the division is supposed to be uh, kind of, you know, shaken out, so to speak. Dodgers, by the way, are picked again to win more than 100 games. Uh, San Diego at 89 and 73 and San Francisco 87 and 75. 
then Colorado and Arizona out west. And in the east, they've got your Philadelphia Phillies winning 87 games this year, Ben. Is that about right for you? It's the right range, but I said yesterday, I'll believe it when I see it. Okay. They broke 500 for the first time in a decade last year, so mm-hmm. baby steps. Yep. So there you go. That's uh, that's the way things uh, are supposed to shake out for uh, for the National League. The American League, they've got uh, Toronto winning the East uh, by a game over Tampa Bay. New York and Boston trailing 88 wins and 87 wins, and in Baltimore with 59. Uh, Chicago winning the Central, followed by Minnesota, Detroit, Kansas City, Cleveland, and the West being won by Houston, then Seattle, then the Angels, Texas, and Oakland. And that's the way things kind of shake out, at least the preseason picks via um, via USA Today and their writers. So good. It's kind of kind of not bad if you're a Brewers fan about the area that we I kind of were thinking. Now, if everybody kind of plays to the back of their baseball card, you're probably going to see three to five more wins than 92. I don't know if the Brewers would get to 100. Uh, they had about as good a season as they could get last year, and they, they couldn't catch 100. But nevertheless, if they play to the back of their baseball card, I think you could probably end up with maybe 100, 101. It's not out of the realm of possibility. But I think 92 to 95, pretty fair statement. Pretty fair statement. Uh, so anyway, that's kind of where we stand today. And there's a myriad of things that we can talk about, uh, a lot of stuff today. I, I want to start off. With the, the whole Packers panic thing. So, again, yesterday I was out last night, and the, the all the talk is, what are they going to do? Oh, my God, what are they going to do? Matt LaFleur is saying this morning they need a guy to blow the lid off. They need a guy that, that uh, uh, an experienced guy that can blow the lid off. If you take what Matt LaFleur stated this morning as any type of gospel, you gotta think, you gotta think that there's going to be something in the works. You got to. You gotta think they got something else up their sleeve. Because he he just sounded way too emphatic about the need for a, a, a veteran guy. He had talked about um he had talked about the the how do I put this? He talked about the development of rookies and you know how how long, much time it takes rookies to kind of get themselves together. And then he talked about having the need of blowing the lid off and 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 being able to stretch a defense and stuff. Those two did not; they don't go hand in hand. So it, it, it's, it's almost as if there is something that's going to happen, which is why I'm not overly panicked right now. I know some Packers fans are, but I'm not. Uh, Brian Gutekinds talked about being able to do stuff with uh, Devontae Adams. That's gone now, but he says that uh, they have, uh, have money and some flexibility. Some of these things happen that maybe we wouldn't have been able to do. And so I think we have more flexibility now than we would have. But we're still not, you know, we're not footloose and fancy free with that. But at the same time, I think we have some flexibility that if the right player was there, we could acquire him. And I don't don't feel like we have too many restrictions there. So there's not too many restrictions. Not too many restrictions. I think they, I, I think they, they still have something up their sleeve. I just do. 
I just think that uh, they got something else going on. I'm, I'm not worried. I know some people are, but I'm just not. I, I still think now if they don't do anything, if they don't get a veteran, if they don't, uh, if if they don't get a veteran by the time they get to the NFL draft, then my assumption is they're going to trade up and they're going to go after some of the top quality guys that are there. I don't think you can just sit now. They may end up making a deal on draft night, trading away a draft pick or two or close to the draft, a draft pick or two to get themselves a, a veteran that they really like. But I, I'm not, I'm not of the mode just yet. And a lot, a lot of people are a lot of people. If they don't get a, if they don't get a veteran, and don't trade up in the draft to get one of these top four or five guys and then just think they're going to go into next year with some draft choices and what they have, then they're, they're, they're off base. Then this whole thing about bringing Rodgers back and paying the money and bolstering your defense and this and that, it's kind of a failure. I don't think you can just kind of build the arsenal and then take the bullets out of the gun, so to speak. I don't think you can do that. So we'll 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 see. that's why I just have a belief that Gudikins is going to do something. They got something else up their sleeve. I believe it. Uh 877-867-1670 if you want to chime in, do it. Do you feel Brian Gudikins has everything going in his direction and he's going to be good to go? No worries here. Or are you uh, among the panicked? Stay tuned, we'll talk more to you coming up next on the Bill Michael show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Glad you're all with us today. Bill Michael Show brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer, the hard soda. Classic cherry, they've got it all. All you got to do is stop to your local grocery store, your local liquor store, whatever it happens to be, your local outlet, and, and find it. Good stuff. And uh, I was just telling some people last night, as a matter of fact, that uh, I've tried it, and uh, it, it's you never know. It wasn't a it wasn't a cola, or it wasn't an orange soda, or it wasn't a cherry cola. It's good stuff. Bud Light nailed it, man, and they did it without any sugar, zero sugar, by the way. And Budweiser, the official. Beer sponsor of Major League Baseball is also going to be bringing you our opening day at home, our opening, our home opening broadcast, which is going to be live from Stenny's coming up um, two weeks from Thursday on April 14th. Get down there early, 10A to 2P. We're going to be there. And then after that, going to send you off to the Brewers game. Brewers going to be at home for their home opener at American Family Field. Looking forward to it. So come on down and say hello. Going to be down there again on April 14th, Stenny, second and National Walker's Point. They're going to run shuttles over to American Family Field. It's going to be a hoop. It's going to be a good, good time. Come on out and say hello. And it's all brought to you by our friends at Budweiser, the official beer sponsor of Major League Baseball. Uh, Curtis says, way too early in the offseason to start to panic. I smell a trade and a high-talent wide receiver in the draft trusting the process. Jeff says, my fear is that given Roger's situation, and the comments last year, and Adams not wanting to stay, even with the offer, there actually is some upper management issues. That's a great point. 
That's a great point. Remember, Rogers said that people wanted to come there to play with him. And I know I, 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 it's all different circumstances, okay? So I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you know, Devontae left, Marquez Valdez-Scantling left, Equinemia St. Brown left, I, because they all left for different reasons, okay? But when you talk about upper management, Do you think there's something wrong? Devontae was Devontae was upset that he did not get dealt with sooner. He was upset that they did not come to him and offer him this smashing deal. Now, part of the problem for Devontae, and, and, and you have to look at this legitimately, was that they had to wait for Rodgers, right? Because you didn't know what you were going to have because you didn't know what Rodgers was going to sign for. So, I, while I understand Devontae had just had it, but I don't know if he had it with upper management, if he had it with the situation, You know, Jeff says, remember, Rogers said that it wasn't the fans, wasn't the players, wasn't the coaches. No, I agree with that. But he also said that he's got a great relationship now with Goody. And he, because his argument was that they let players go early or didn't treat them right on the way out the door. Um, you know, I mean, just, you know, on and on. But he did acknowledge that it is, it is much, much better. He did acknowledge that. So is it upper management? Did Devontae just seriously just want to go play with Derek Carr? I mean, I, we don't specifically know. We all have our hypothesis. Uh, John said, I bet there's something strange going on in the management positions of the Packers as both the organization and Rodgers seem to be in the wrong on a few things. Very foggy situation given all the drama going on. It's hard. It's hard. I think if, if I had to take a, a, a guess, an educated guess here, you tell me what you think, okay? Hang on a second. May, you tell me what you think. Um, I, this is my opinion. I think that Rogers made really good points. Remember, we're coming up on a year of this. We're not even a full year into this. Remember that? We're not even a year. We're 11 months into this. 11 months in a couple of days. Because the draft will be on uh, the 28th of April. So we're about a month away. So we're 11 months into this drama. Doesn't it seem like it's been two years? It's 11 months. Okay? So I think this, this is what I think. I'll, I'll run through this and then you tell me. I think that, yes, there were some things 
that that bothered Rodgers. I think that he had had it in some way, shape, or form um, with the way guys were treated. Some of the arguments he made. Some of the, look that speech that he made to open up training camp was one of the best, most articulate, creative, to on on point. Let it all hang out feelings that I've heard in a long time. He, But he did it in a way in which he wasn't being a total jag. He was just saying, these are my feelings. This is what I, I, I wish for. I wish they would acknowledge some of us. I wish they would acknowledge, you know, that we're not just pieces of meat. I wish that they would acknowledge some of the veterans, not just myself, but some of the veterans that have some input. I wish they would look at us and say, you're the, you're the guys that are on the ground making things happen, can we at least get your opinion? Can we at least talk to you? Okay, all of that I agree with. Now, Rogers wasn't sure if he was coming back, as he stated, until two days before he came back, right? I think that at that point in time, Devontae was already into the why have they not dealt with me why are they not looking at me as the greatest receiver in the game today? Why are they not why are they not paying me like this? Why are they waiting so long? And he had every right to ask that question, right? I believe so. He has every right to do it. So the season goes on, and as the season continues, it festers. He's like, look, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna get my catches. I'm going to get my touchdowns. I'm going to get my yards. I'm going to prove that I am the best again. And to hell with them. And then the Packers in Russ Ball, as we know, Frank Bauer, um, the agent for Devontae Adams, uh, was trying to talk about all of this with Russ Ball. And they got to a certain point where it's like we, we can't make a decision because we don't know what our quarterback is going to do. And we don't want to pay you a ton of money and not have a quarterback to throw you the football. So you, you, you're you in limbo. That's one of the byproducts, the innocent byproducts, of the Rodgers standoff. Okay? So, Devontae sits and festers. And by the time it gets to franchising him, he's now just pissed off. He's like, look, I'm not going back. I'm telling you, and he said this during the season. There was a, a, a little, and I remembered this. There was a little snippet during the season where somebody mentioned something about a franchise tag. And it might have been in November or December. But he made this off-the-cuff comment saying, I won't play for that. And I, I never forgot that. Because he doesn't say stuff like that. That's why when all of this came up, I said, this guy's not playing for the franchise tag. He will not come back. And then Godwin went down, down in Tampa Bay on a franchise tag. Godwin went down with the ACL, and Devontae noted that at some point in a presser and, and, and said, you know, franchise tag, look at what happened to Chris Godwin. And I thought, okay, that seals the deal. He is not going to play for the franchise tag. He already made up his mind. Right? So they franchise him. He's now pissed. He informs them, I am not playing for this. Rodgers has finally gotten his deal when at the end of the season, Rodgers could have said, 
I'm going to take a little time. He could have taken a week and said, this is what I want. This is what I want to come back for and sign right away. And that would have given them time then to try to work something out more favorably for both sides to keep Devontae happy. It didn't happen that way. Okay? So Devontae got pissed and left. I don't think it's because Devontae looked at the organization as incapable or inept. I think Devontae had a, a few things in mind. One, he has a point to prove. You are not going to hang on to me. I'm not playing for the franchise tag, and you're going to deal with me, and you're going to be sorry you lost me. Two, I want to go play with Derek Carr. He's my guy. He's my guy. And, and three, I'm getting out from underneath this dude's shadow. Yeah, I'm his guy on the field. Yeah, we're, we're friends here, but I'm not in that inner circle. And this drama over here cost me probably millions over here. And I just, I need to get out of this situation. So I believe that it's not necessarily upper management that's just this chaotic mess. I, I don't believe that. I believe you got a couple of good people really kind of running things. I believe that Matt LaFleur is a solid head coach, and I believe that Brian Gutekunst is a pretty solid evaluator of talent and has a unique way and a good way of, of looking at putting a football team together. I, I really like what he's done. The Jordan Love pick aside, I think he's been fantastic as a general manager. I think the drama that was the front office is has dissipated in many ways. Now, you give me your thoughts. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael show. We continue on. Hey, uh, we got our friends from Growth Law Firm that uh, they're going to be a part of the motorcycle ride, and uh, they have been. They were there here last year, and they're supporting and sponsoring Wisconsin's motorcyclists for over 10 years. And uh, they take care of life's difficulties while you're concentrating on getting back on the road. It's G R O T H, Growth Law Firm. G R O T H. Get a hold of them. G R O T H, Growth Law Firm. Um, the, you know, go, going back to what I had stated about the the Packers, I don't think they're dysfunctional. I don't think the front office has problems. I think what you've run into is some issues they had that they've done everything they could to try and correct. You've run into a very high profile, some would say prima donna uh, quarterback. Um, you've got a team that has been built uh, of a lot of quality players, all of which need to get paid. And in the NFL, you can't pay everybody. Yet you're, you know what the game is. The game of football is you either have a quarterback or you don't. And if you have one, you hang on to him as long as you possibly can. And you know if you have one or not. And the Packers have one. Say what you want about postseason failures. I understand all of that. But the Packers have one. He gives you the best chance to win. You do what you can to accommodate your best player. You know, the the Bucks will do it to Giannis. The Lakers will do it to LeBron. 
You know, I, you just start to look around at big-name players that garner a lot of attention. A little bit more difficult in baseball because it's such a, uh, a team yet individualistic sport. But they'll do what they can to accommodate. Teams do that when you have a great player, a, a, a generational player. So I don't think the Packers' front office is a mess. I don't think they're chaotic. I don't think they're drama-filled. I think, if anything, they've been handed a plate of drama. And they've done their best, sometimes through missteps, to try to cure it. But it is what it is. So going back to the original question, um, do I think that the front office is a mess? No, I don't. I think, if anything, they're doing everything they can to try to cure the perception, whether it's outside or from within, of being a mess. But I think a lot of it, you know, a lot of it matriculates around the quarterback. I'm not blaming Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I'm just, I, he has his opinion. Sometimes it does, and sometimes it, do, times it doesn't jive with what the team's got going on. There are two different goals in mind. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Um, John says, solid points. I uh, can't really argue with any of that. Um, Scott says, okay, Adams, then prove it then. Uh, we've seen a wide receiver. The Packers leave before and they don't have the same production. I'll say this. I don't think Adams has the same production for the mere fact that he doesn't have the same guy throwing him the football. Derek Carr's not on Aaron Rodgers' level. Is there anybody out there that really thinks Devontae Adams is going to have the exact same year that he's had over the last couple with Aaron Rodgers? Jeff says, I will say I don't think it's a chaotic mess, but it makes you wonder... Thanks for the thoughts. Um, Kevin says, I don't buy the fact that Adams went because he truly wanted to play with Carr. He's a good quarterback, but not like Aaron. Could it be that maybe something was said that Aaron can't be looking to Adams and only Adams like last year, and Adams took it as a slap in the face and he wasn't going to get the touches this year. But... Here's the thing, Kevin. It, it wouldn't matter because when you talk about the amount of touches, look, I, I, Adams has been outspoken at times about wanting the football more. You can't throw it to him much more than they have. Okay? He, he has said at times, you know, that he had certain situations in which he was open and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he's got his money. The touches don't mean anything anymore. Yes, as a competitor, you want to play, you want to catch the football, you want to score touchdowns, you want to win. That's all true, but there is something to be said for being a team player and understanding the circumstance and situation. But you wanted touches, you wanted yards, you wanted you wanted touchdowns because of the money. You wanted to prove you're the best wide receiver in football. Well, you've done that, and now you're getting paid handsomely. You're, you've got generational money now. The wor- that worry is gone. It didn't matter if you were going to get it in Green Bay or in. In uh, in Las Vegas, so that argument's out of the, out of the picture. And and Derek Carr is his friend. He bought a house. What was it like next to Derek Carr or something like that? Uh, Justin says, "Do you think Rogers knew all of this was going to happen, and that's why he uh, praised Carr during the playoffs 
to help advocate uh, Adams to Las Vegas. I I don't know if he knew back then. I'm sure he knew that Devontae was maybe not thrilled with what was going on, that he had not been signed. Players talk. But you know what? Here's the thing. Players don't talk as much as you think they would about contracts. They don't sit around BSing about signing bonuses and talking about being the highest paid player. And they don't, uh, most guys, they, they don't do that. You know, now you'll, you'll get that shot, you know, Hey, you got paid, you're buying dinner tonight or something like that. But very rarely do they get into the details of each other's contracts. They can say, Hey, you know, try to get as much guaranteed money as you can, or try to do this, you know, or whatever you get advice or maybe, you know, from another guy's perspective, what you should be looking for. But, you know, they don't get into the details of their contracts. I think Rodgers knew that Devontae wasn't happy. But I don't think he was doing something to throw shade in Las Vegas' way to say, hey, by the way, take my guy. Uh, Phil says, no way that Adams has the same year. Car throws to the open guy, so if Adams does not get open, he's not going to get the ball. And he's not going to get it forced to him like Rodgers would do. I, Phil, I'll say this. I 100% agree he's not going to have the same year. But I bet you Derek Carr throws in, in Devontae Adams' direction like, like Rodgers does. Maybe not as often, but I bet you it happens. When you've got a guy that's considered to be the best in football on your team, you're going to take that extra chance. You'll take that opportunity. Because you saw Rodgers do it. It's what Adams does with it, whether he goes up and knocks it down, he comes down with it, or it gets picked off, is going to determine whether or not he continuously does that. Uh, Brian says another reason uh, they won't have, he won't have the same numbers, they have a budding superstar at the tight end position in Waller. Uh, if he can stay healthy and Renfro is not a receiver on the other side um, that they do have a really good tight end situation. But then again, the Packers did too. I mean, uh, up until Robert Tanyan, not that Robert Tanyan is this burgeoning superstar, but he was at least a guy that in the 20 in the red zone in the gold zone, as they call it, he was a guy that Rogers liked to like to look for. And also in moving the sticks, he was a down the scene guy. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, the loss of Tanyan last year also forced the fact that, you know, Aaron Rodgers looked more towards Devontae Adams. But I don't uh, I don't necessarily – I think they're going to throw the ball often to Devontae Adams, but is he going to see 16 targets a game, um, you know, stuff like that? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. And I don't think he's going to have the, the same amount of catches. I just and again it goes back to the fact that Derek Carr is not as accurate a quarterback as Rodgers is. But again going back to the original question, the original discussion in all of this uh regarding the front office, are they a mess? No, I don't I don't think so. I, I think they've done a lot to clean it up. I think good against um I I how do I put this? Okay, if you just want to call it what it is, okay, let's be blunt, okay? Call it what it is. The rumors you hear 
the perception that's portrayed by some, the rumors you hear, um, the guys love Matt LaFleur. Brian Gutekinst, uh, he's got a job to do, but he's also kind of in Goody We Trust type of talent. Uh, they like that. There's not a lot of guys that trust Russ Ball and Mark Murphy. Because there's, there's a business to run. And anytime there's a business to run, it leaves a question in the back of your mind. If somebody is about the business, all about business, it will always leave a question in your mind. It doesn't mean they're bad guys. It doesn't mean they're doing anything wrong. It just means that you, there's, there's a wonderment factor there. They like Goody. They believe that Goody's become more of a player's guy. He, he's more visible, at least Aaron Rodgers and some of the guys on the team and, and the way he handles things. They, they like that. There's a perception there that things have gotten better. Russ Ball, Russ Ball's the negotiator. He's the guy that's going toe-to-toe with your agent. And anytime somebody's telling you what you're worth and you feel like you're worth more, you don't trust that guy. There's a natural, it's a natural influence there. 877-867-1670. Give us your best shot. Got more coming up after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. There's a great company here in the state of Wisconsin called Wabam, W-A-B-A-M, Wabam, W-A-B-A-M. And they have industrial products, they have, uh, you know, janitorial products, but they also have some car products, uh, such as ceramics and cleaners and shiners and all that kind of stuff. And uh, they are now, by the way, I was telling you about this for uh, the fairing of your motorcycle. And they now stock it because they believe in it out at Wisconsin Harley. So if you're looking to kind of try it, you can go out and pick up a bottle of Wabam and pick up one of the cleaners out there, W-A-B-A-M, out at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Otherwise, just go on their website. Go to GetWabam, W-A-B-A-M, GetWabam.com. That is GetWabam.com. And see for yourself what I've been uh, what I've been telling people about for a while now. Good, good product. And they're based right here in Wisconsin. Colgate, as a matter of fact. And Ryan DeStefano, uh, who is uh, the owner-operator, and he also has a race team that uh, they race stock cars all over the state of Wisconsin. It's just good Wisconsinites, good people. And they take care of the, you know, the five-state area, you know, here in Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota, Iowa, down in Illinois, Indiana, that kind of thing. So uh, go to GetWabam, W-A-B-A-M, GetWabam.com. If you're a company with industrial, if you are a, uh, you know, a small homeowner, or if uh, you're just a car enthusiast or a bike enthusiast or a, a shiner-upper enthusiast, go to getwabam.com. That is getwabam.com. Uh, Kevin said, do you think that Adams has already done enough to get into the uh, Hall of Fame? Are you talking the Pro Football Hall of Fame or the Packers Hall of Fame? Packers Hall of Fame, absolutely. Um, The... The Pro Football Hall of Fame, he's got some more years to go. He's got some more years to go. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. He said, if not, there is something big happening in the background that we just don't know about. Um, 
into the pro football of it. Not yet. Not yet. I think that uh, he's got a few more years of this type of productivity to go. He's on his way. Don't get me wrong. He's on his way, but I just don't think he's there yet. I just don't think he's there yet. Um, by the way, coming up after the top of the hour, our buddy John Fanta is back. He thought Texas Tech was going to upset Duke. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. He called a shot, and I appreciate that. He gave it a shot. But uh, you've got now Duke in the Final Four. Uh, then you've got, uh, you. Uh, who else do you have? Um, North Carolina in the Final Four. You got Villanova, the Final Four, and Kansas in the Final Four. Duke got past Texas Tech, knocked off Arkansas. They got in. So Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, Kansas. We'll talk about the Final Four coming up after the top of the hour. Um, no, I, I don't think there's anything big going on in the background. I, I think when we talk about conspiracy theories, I think a lot of people look to how deep things go. Sometimes it is what it is. Uh, you know, 90% of the time, what you see is what it is. Devontae got pissed, wanted out, wanted to go play with this guy from college. His, his roommate, one of his really, really, really good friends, that's what he did. Rodgers wanted to consider where he's at. Um, I, You know, whatever he was thinking of, whatever made him consider signing the contract, coming back, whatever, you know. Um, the whole thing with Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he got paid. He wasn't going to get that kind of money in Green Bay. And Tariq Hill gone, and they needed somebody with speed to blow the lid off. Now, I think, in my opinion, anyway, there he is not he's he's not Tariq, man. He just he just isn't. So they're going to continue to need to fill spaces down there in Kansas City, and there's a lot of talk about that right now about you know them also venturing up in the draft. the The Packers aren't going to be the only team really heavily looking for a wide receiver. And I, I hope people understand that, you know, it is going to be, in my opinion, a dog fight on draft day for, for you. If you've got a guy now, again, don't forget, Gudikin said there's, you know, don't fall in love with players, but there are some guys that you can fall in love with. So we'll see what happens on draft day. I have a feeling there's going to be some trades, but there might be a guy that's out there. Now, there's been a lot of talk about who you may need to go out and get. If you're, say, Kansas City, they were talking about it this morning on the NFL Network. You know, hey, go out go out and contact Seattle. Seattle, you know, while they're not admitting it, they've got to be thinking about they're in the midst of a rebuild, even though Pete Carroll, you know, keeps insisting that they're not. You can't help but look at Seattle and say, you know, come on, man. You know, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, these guys, they, you're not going to put these guys, you know, up for up for auction? You're not going to start looking in that direction? Will that happen? Well, I'm, I don't know. We'll see. But there's a lot of talk around DK Metcalf only for the fact that you've got Drew Locke throwing the football. Got a good tight end and Noah Fant. But other than that, you know, you... Do you really think that Drew Locke is going to lead you to a championship? I know you've done a few things to try 
and and bolster that offensive line, and you're going to get into the draft, and you're going to try to bolster that offensive line because God knows Russell Wilson got killed. And if Russell Wilson was getting his brains beat out, what do you think is going to happen to Drew Locke? You're not you're not going in that division. You're not going anywhere fast. So why act like it? So maybe DK Metcalf would be up for trade, and then you just start your full blown rebuild. I like the fact out in San Francisco right now, they won't make a decision. Right now, it's an open competition. Jimmy Garoppolo has taken them to a Super Bowl and an NFC Championship game. And Trey Lance was drafted in the first round last year. It's an open competition out in San Francisco right now. At least that's what they're on the face saying. you got to think at some point behind the scenes, they're probably going to deal Jimmy Garoppolo away. When we come back, we're going to talk some Final Four. Get into that discussion. We got a lot more to get to. Many different things to chat about. Also got to talk some Badgers, some Badger football. Badgers back on the practice field today as well. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. <laughs> 